0: a great pick for the Supreme Court. We're gonna talk about him and the political victory this is for Trump as the opposition melts down. I'm Randall Terry. This is Voice of Resistance. What a brilliant Supreme Court pick. Neil Gorsuch. Now, remember that name, because it's hard to say, Gorsuch. (laughs) He's only 49 years old. Now, this is a huge victory for Trump, just the pick itself. And I'm going to go into all the politics as we go along the way. Listen, there's a lot of details that you can get about this from other news sources and other commentators. I'm going to bring you angles on this that you might not get anywhere else. Background. He's 49. Not since the nomination of Clarence Thomas, has anyone been that young, okay? If he remains in good health, he could be on the court for 30 years. This, is, this has the Democrats and the baby killers and the pro-homosexual marriage people flipping out. The very thought of a Trump appointee possibly being on the Supreme Court for decades has them terrified. But I digress. Here's some of the true genius of this pick. Are you ready? As an appellate judge, he has not ruled on child killing or same-gender marriage. No paper trail. Now that's critical because the Democrats are going to be out for blood. They're, they haven't decided yet if they're going to filibuster or not. and We're going to get into the danger or the benefit of them filibustering. but they're going to be out for blood. Because Judge Gorsuch does not have written opinions as an appellate judge on child killing and on homosexual marriage, he's not going to be giving them a lot of ammunition to use against him. Now he has made comments about judges imposing their will or putting their political decisions into a case and he has decried that practice. And that of course is exactly what happened with Roe versus Wade and with the homosexual marriage decision. Obergefell. So what we have here is a man who has written in a book that all human life is sacred and that to deliberately kill a human life is wrong. Trump committed that he would appoint somebody who was pro-life. So the question is, will Gorsuch vote to overturn Roe? That's the question. And I bet you, Silver Dollar, that President Trump's people vetted him before they said, you're the man. They asked him flat out, will you vote to overturn Roe? They had to. The Democrats do it all the time. Democrats will ask a judge, will you vote to sustain Roe? You better believe it's a litmus test for these... Demonic baby killers. It is a litmus test and I'm sure that President Trump has learned that It's time that the Republicans used a litmus test as well So The left is coming unglued Now the the question is here's the political question do the Democrats filibuster and push Mitch McConnell to use what they call the nuclear option. Now I'm gonna gonna give you a a good explanation of this so that when you're hearing this bantered around on the radio or on TV or at work, you can be the expert in the room or at least somebody who knows what they're talking about. The so-called nuclear option was already used by Harry Reid in 2013, the former Senate majority leader, that, that evil, godless, enemy of righteousness from Nevada who recently retired. In 2013, the Republicans were not the majority, they were the more minority, but they had enough votes to filibuster some of President Obama's cabinet picks and his federal judiciary picks. So Harry Reid said, I've had it. We're the majority. You're obstructing what President Obama wants to do, and with just cause, they were. So I said, We're changing the Senate rules. Now, please understand this. This is not a law. The filibuster rules are rules for the Senate. Like, you could have rules in your house. No one gets to leave their dirty shoes by the door. It's a rule. It's not a law. No one goes to jail for it, okay? It's not a law. It's a rule. The Senate has rules, how it functions. And so Harry Reid used the nuclear option. He said, We're done, we're done. You're not gonna be able to filibuster cabinet appointees anymore. We're changing the rules. You're not gonna be able to filibuster um, federal judicial picks except for the Supreme Court which leads me to the most delicious irony of this discussion right when we come back. Don't go away. Christmas is almost here. And many of us are going through that annual struggle. What do I buy him? What do I buy her? In other words, there's a list of people in our lives that we need to or want to buy gifts for, and we just don't know what to get them. May I recommend not a tie and not chocolate this year, but the new DVD series, What Would Mohammed Do? Islamic Terrorism Explained. This is a serial documentary Something like you might see on Discovery Channel or PBS, that has eight hours of material. And you won't think it's eight hours. You'll be thinking, where'd it go? I want more, I want more. I'm encouraging you, friend. Get this, get multiple copies. And the more copies you get, the greater the discount. I'm letting you know, there are people who are gonna watch this after you give them this as a Christmas gift, and they're gonna thank you and say, this is one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Welcome to the program, friend. If you just joined me, I'm Randall Terry. I'm here to equip the right-hand side of your brain with the political and social and theological weaponry that you need to be an effective force for truth. All it takes to sustain the evil behavior of somebody like Justice Kennedy, a Roman Catholic, All it takes to help him continue on his path towards darkness and evil and perhaps perdition for his soul is a corrupt or a spineless priest. Either they're corrupt or they're spineless. Their theology is corrupted corrupted by relativism or they don't have the guts to just say, if you continue down this path, you will go to hell. That's what Bishop Austin Vaughn did Back in the late 80s, with Governor Mario Como of New York City and the late Archbishop of New York, oh, his name will come to me, he, he said, yeah, he's right. He said, yes, I stand by Bishop Vaughn for saying what he said. So those were the days when we had Roman Catholic bishops and priests, a lot more of them that had guts, you know, the days of JP Two. But I digress. The, the, the genius, the irony, the delicious irony of what is happening right now is that the Democrats have to decide if they're gonna use the last itty-bitty thing of real substance that Harry Reid left. <laughs> See, Harry Reid used the nuclear option on five-sevenths of the Earth's surface. And he left this little thing down there. And, you know, Australia didn't get nuked. Antarctica didn't get nuked. And now the Republicans control the Senate. And they're looking to say, hey, you did scorched earth. You used the nuclear option. You did scorched earth with the rules of the Senate. And now we control the Senate and we can change the rules. And if you filibuster this nominee, we're changing the rules. The last place that they can, of of genuine importance, that." The Senate can filibuster. A minority party is the Supreme Court. Now, so you understand, most of us think, oh, a majority in the U.S. House or a majority in the U.S. Senate wins. No, the Senate adopted rules so that the minority party could be truly heard that if 40 senators wanted to say no, we're not going to go along with this, that they could have a filibuster and they could actually hold up legislation. It wasn't a defeat of the legislation, it was holding it up. It would never come to a vote on the floor. It was a rule. They did it for their own arcane reasons and it's almost done away with because of Harry Reid. So, please understand, a filibuster isn't a defeat, it's just like running out the clock. We're not going to let you vote on this. And that's what happened with, um, well, they ran out the clock with President Obama. So we're not going to let you bring a nominee up. It doesn't matter what you say, what you do, we're not letting it come up. Now, they were in the majority. But the way the rules used to be, a minority party could do that if they had at least 40 members. Now the Republicans can say, if you filibuster him, yeah, Harry Reid left you Australia and Antarctica. But if you try and filibuster Neil... Gorsuch we're gonna use the nuclear option on the rest of these rules now The Democrats are between a rock and a hard place. I'm loving this Because if they filibuster him the Republicans are in fact Going to that my guess is I my hope is that that Mitch McConnell has been spoken to by enough of the Republican members of the Senate to say look Mitch Mr. President of the Senate, we have to, or Senate Majority Leader, rather, we have to end this. And he'll get a lot of public pressure, especially because of the Supreme Court. That's why 80% of evangelicals voted for Donald Trump, because of the Supreme Court pick, that list he gave. And he honored his promise, and he picked from the list. And this is the man that voted or that, that... ruled in favor of Hobby Lobby not having to fund abortion and ruled in favor of the poor sisters, Catholic nuns, for not having to pay for birth control and abortifacients. This is a federal judge who ruled in favor of the Ten Commandments, okay? This is a good guy, people. And if the Democrats push it and then the the Republicans say, we're done with the filibuster rule, we're using the nuclear option, That paves the way for the Trump presidency to just need a simple majority for everything that it does for the next four years. Oh, that irony tastes so sweet. I'll be right back. Can I have more of that? Dish me up some more of that irony. I love this. Perhaps you have a business or a ministry or a message that you want to get out to multiple thousands of people. We have the avenue for you to do that. This show. We are currently seen on over 130 television stations Monday through Friday, twice a night, 8 p.m. Eastern and 1 a.m. Eastern, and then all times are local. Our advertising rates are so competitive, you'll wonder why didn't I go to Randall Terry first, all right? Literally, you can reach into these 130 cities for about 50 cents a day per city. Do the math. That's an incredible bargain. And you'll be reaching the type of viewer that you want to buy your product or to hear your message. Contact us as soon as you can. We'll talk about the rates, we'll talk about cutting the commercial for you, and you can reach a lot of people. Welcome back friend, I'm Randall Terry. By the way, the name that slipped my mind was Archbishop O'Connor, who became Cardinal O'Connor who I met on more than one occasion, and who was a a prince of a man to me. Even though I was Protestant, he loved me. He loved Operation Rescue and was just a gentleman and a courageous man. He was out in the street marching with us. He blessed Operation Rescue. He stood behind Austin Vaughn, Bishop Austin Vaughn, when Vaughn said that Coma was on his way to hell. We need clerics. In the Roman Catholic world, the Orthodox world, in the entire Protestant world, we need clerics, clergy, with that kind of clarity. Now, there's, a, there's this debate going on. It's absurd. Well, if he gets it, you know, the New York Times crying. I do want to laugh. I read their, their, their little report this morning. Mr Trump could have kept the balance on the Supreme Court and, and brought in a moderate, but instead he brought in this conservative, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. You foul, whining, hypocritical Dare I say, dare I judge and say, godless fools? I don't know if they're godless. They probably are, but I can't for sure I can for sure say that they're fools according to the biblical definition of foolery. But I digress with my insults. So they're crying, they're whining about now it'll be five Republican appointees and only four Democrat. Shut up. And what's even worse, this is a charade, friends. You understand that Kennedy, Justice Kennedy, the Roman Catholic appointed by one of my heroes, President Reagan, who was supposed to be the the vote that was gonna overturn Roe. It was this enemy of life, Justice Kennedy, okay? Anthony Kennedy, this Roman Catholic enemy of life with blood on his hands, who was the deciding vote in the Pennsylvania case, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, that was supposed to overturn Roe. And he betrayed President Reagan. And he betrayed the babies. More importantly, he betrayed the babies. More importantly, he betrayed God himself. And then again, it was Justice Anthony Kennedy, the Reagan appointee, the Roman Catholic, treacherous Judas, who voted, was the deciding vote for the Obergefell decision. The homosexual marriage decision, which was? As Justice Kennedy or as Justice Scalia, the late Justice Scalia pointed out, it was a judicial pooch. It was the overthrow of the federal government. It was the overthrow of the governance of this country. You have to understand, people, all happiness about Trump aside, Trump is now a the resistance force. He's gathering soldiers around him, politically speaking, to try and take back the Republic. But the republic is lost right now as far as the rule of law and justice and righteousness because the Supreme Court of the United States, not we the people, not our legislators, certainly not our constitution, it was the Supreme Court that said we're going to have pornography. We're gonna eliminate prayer from public schools. We're kicking out the Bible from public schools. We're taking down the 10 Commandments. We're gonna have birth control everywhere, no problem. We're going to have baby killing. We're gonna let people murder their own children inside of the wombs of their mothers. We're gonna have an abomination called homosexual marriage. All the Supreme Court. We didn't vote on any of this stuff. None of it. The only thing that embitters me as a patriot, as someone who fears God, and it it embitters me, is the cowardice and the treachery of Republicans. Because Republicans in office say that they're pro-life and they're pro-marriage. And when the Supreme Court ruled in the Obergefell case, three of those justices had performed, illegally performed, homosexual marriages. And then they should have recused themselves. They, they voted illegally on the case because once they participated in a thing like a homosexual marriage, they should have recused themselves from the decision, and they didn't. That is an impeachable offense. Those justices should have been impeached, and then we would have said, well, we're going to have this ruled on again, and oh look, the 37 states that have made it illegal to have a homosexual marriage said no, marriage is between a man and a woman that would have stood. Instead, governance was overthrown and the treacherous, cowardly Republicans did nothing. So remember, Trump is a reprieve and we've got to fight to get this republic back. I'm inviting you to not only watch this program, but invite your friends to do it. This show airs on over 130 television stations around the country, 8 p.m. Eastern, and again, 1 a.m. Eastern, all times local. But you might have a friend in another city who can't get it on their television set. They can watch it live on their computer if they want. They can stream it from their computer right onto their television set, as so many do today. That's why Hulu and Netflix and other companies have gotten so big. People are actually using their computer to watch television on their TV set, or on their desktop or their laptop. So, there's no cost, and you can invite your friends to watch this program live at 8 p.m. Eastern or 1 a.m. Eastern on their computer, Monday through Friday, and oh, by the way, you can take advantage at our website of gazillions of tools to make you a better Christian. I have been a leader in the pro-life movement for 30 years. And Sadly, we have not prevailed in our goal to make it a criminal act to kill an unborn baby. There's reasons why we have failed. I wrote this book, A Humble Plea, to Catholic bishops, to evangelical clergy, and to lay people explaining where we went wrong and what we have to do to prevail. We've made this available as a PDF online for free. I encourage you to go and download your own copy. Friend, We need to keep praying for President Trump and we need to show support loudly. We're talking locally about some options that we have to hold rallies in support of his ban on those seven nations, about his pick for the Supreme Court. You need to look at the options that you have locally, okay? Because the opposition, they are coming unglued. Now, it's, it's fun to watch. What are we, 10 days into this presidency, 12 days in? I mean, <laughs> look at this. He's, he's starting to fulfill his promises. He's ordered that the wall begin. Under a law that was passed a couple decades ago, there's, there's 300 and some odd miles, almost 400 miles of wall that can be built. He's saying, okay, let's get the plans going. Let's do this. He's already telling Mexico, Mexico's president, you're gonna pay for the wall, They've had a falling out, he's trying to rebuild, but trust me, it's happening. He's spoken to Putin on the phone. He's met with Prime Minister May from England. He has nominated a great Supreme Court justice. He has altered Obamacare in the areas that he can by executive order. He's got them flipping out. The the opposition cannot believe the blinding speed with which he is moving and they don't know which ball to chase. I said this the other day, a friend of mine, Harley Baloo, God bless you Harley, he's a great broadcaster, he said, this is like a couple old boys sitting on the porch and got a retriever there, and box full of tennis balls. Watch this, throws one, retriever brings it back, then throws another one, and then one more, and one more, and one more, and the dog starts to come unglued, doesn't know what to do. And then you see Charles Schumer and the, the House Minority Leader, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer is the Senator from New York who's the Senate Minority Leader. Nancy Pelosi is the House Minority Leader, both Democrats, both baby killers, both just people who love death. The Bible says those who hate him love death, hate wisdom, okay? They love death. They're coming unglued. One of the news outlets I read this morning said it's like the Democrats are becoming the party of secession. Got California talking about making itself a sanctuary state. (laughs) What? Meanwhile, yesterday, Texas said, we're gonna outlaw sanctuary cities. This is all targeted at Houston, by the way. And we're not gonna have them in our state. We're not gonna allow them in our state. And we'll discuss financial sanctions and possibly criminal sanctions for any officials in government who say that we're going to defy federal law. So it's on, people. Now, you have to remember that the the main fake news, formerly known as mainstream news, the main fake news is trying to say, Oh, the public is outraged about this ban on Muslims from these seven countries. Yawn. I'm not outraged. According to the latest poll, 66% of Americans believe what President Trump is doing is right. Only 24 are against it, 24%. (laughs) That doesn't sound to me like there's outrage, sounds like a yawn. But you've got CNN and the other main fake news stations wringing their hands and ginning up this story. Meanwhile, President Trump changes the discussion and don't worry they'll do a little head fake and they're going to be right back on the Mexican wall. And then they're going to do another little head fake and they're going to be talking about trade relations with China. And then they're going to do another head fake and we're going to wake up one morning and find out that Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump did a joint military strike against ISIS and obliterated the upper leadership of ISIS. Killed them all. Please, God, let it be so. I'm telling you right now, Baghdadi, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, He's the leader of ISIS, okay? Self-proclaimed caliph. His days are numbered. They're not gonna let him wander around the face of the earth like the Obama let Osama bin Laden wander around. They're gonna kill this guy. They're gonna hunt him down. They're gonna kill him. And there's gonna be civilian casualties. You need to be ready for that. But you see all the hubbub going on? Friends, it was always gonna be messy. Because when the bullies are finally counterpunched, Trump is the, he's the hero riding in on the horse and the bullies, like, he's like the magnificent seven coming against those people. It was always gonna be bloody. It was always gonna be dirty. It was always gonna be mayhem. But that's what it takes to restore righteousness when the wicked are in control. I'll see you tomorrow.